Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Devil Radio Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocate Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. Here is your host, Mike Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate Radio Show, the Wednesday edition. I see Dom. I don't know if I hear Dom. I'll play along without you, Dom. Join me whenever you can. But I'd like to lead today with a a thought. Truth isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Well, anyways, I'll tell you what I mean. Uh, Let's start in our backyard. There's a local story that might illustrate. Uh, Supreme Court candidate Janet Protasiewicz. And obviously, we're getting late in the race. And the lies, they're starting to fly. Uh, But the headline here at the Journal Sentinel, Daniel Bice reporting. Supreme Court candidate Janet Protasiewicz says she's weighing a lawsuit over claims of decades ago abuse and racism. Uh, Here is how it's being reported. Supreme Court candidate Judge Janet Protasiewicz said she's considering a lawsuit over accusations made by her former stepson alleging abuse during her first marriage. Check, check. Oh, hey, Dom, how you doing, man? I can I hear, hear you, anybody. buddy. I hear you. Well, I, don't hear you. I see you. I hear him. But anyways, back to Protosawitz. Protosawitz considering a lawsuit against her former stepson, alleging he alleges abuse during the first marriage and the use of the N-word decades ago. The unverified accusations have run on the conservative website Wisconsin right now. Not a big fan. Don't often go there. The Journal Sentinel didn't publish the claims earlier because they originated from a single source with a checkered past. Yeah, I'd say. And some inconsistencies in his story. The news organization is addressing them now that the candidate discussed the allegations on the record. Misinformation about them has circulated widely on social media and a second individual has stepped forward with similar claims. Protosawitz, a liberal, is squaring off against Supreme Court candidate Dan Kelly, a conservative in the April 4th election. The winner of the increasingly testy contest, marked by an influx of national money and outside TV ads, will determine the ideological direction of the state's seven-member court. This is effectively for the soul of the court. We've talked about that. Hope you've been paying attention. It's an absolute lie, 100%. It smacks of some type of desperation by any media outlet that works to promote that. That is a quote from candidate Protosawitz. She said that during a meeting with reporters and editors at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, calling it a lie, asked if she planned to sue, she responded, my family and I have been discussing that. And right now my focus is on 
winning this election. On April 5th, we're going to pivot and make a decision about that. Suing Wisconsin right, apparently. Protosawitz said she plans to contact an attorney on that date. She did not specify if she's considering litigation against her former stepson, the right-wing website, or both. Uh, the Wisconsin right now is openly promoting Kelly's campaign in this race. I guess technically I've openly promoted Protosawitz's campaign in this race. I think you should vote for Janet. Anyways, these claims are completely false, devoid of proof, and are only being made by a bitter, discredited, drug-dealing felon who will say anything to get attention, according to Sam Roker, spokesperson for the Protosawitz campaign. Michael Madden, Protosawitz's former stepson, has been convicted of two drug-related uh, drug felonies, including one for conspiring to distribute... 220 pounds of marijuana. I got to tell you, that's a lot of weed. That one I've smoked a little bit, but lifetime. I don't know that we've approached 220 pounds. Maybe, Dom, maybe without me. Reached Wednesday. Madden said he had no fear of any litigation. I invite her to sue me, said Madden, the original source for the claims. I'm an eyewitness. That's not secondhand information. It's not hearsay. In response to the candidate and her campaign, he said... He has not sold drugs in three decades and has a clean drug history. Uh, in a joint statement, Jessica McBride and uh, Jim Pywo, I don't know his name, uh, Jim, some fine Polish stock, I'm sure, from Wisconsin right now, said Protosawitz was trying to keep them, uh, keep these serious allegations from being made public. Again, this is the reporting team, the team behind Wisconsin right now. Jessica McBride, specifically, is the reporter, I believe. Janet Protosawitz's threat to sue as a tactic to intimidate the news media to, uh, into continuing to censor these stories, which reporters have a right to know about, in which she is desperate to hide. McBride and Pierre Warcheck wrote, she said in a debate yesterday that voters have the right to know her values. These questions directly speak to her values. In the Monday meeting at the Journal Sentinel, Protosawitz said she expected her former stepchildren to say she married her first husband for his money, but nothing beyond that. When I first started thinking about this race, I thought the biggest mistake I made in my life, my first marriage, I thought, will this come out in the public? In 1997, Protosawitz, a then 34-year-old assistant district attorney, Married, then former Milwaukee County Judge Patrick Madden, who was 70. The marriage did not last, with the two splitting up after 10 months. In court records, Protosawitz said she did not know that there was a divorce clause in the prenuptial agreement, which she contended she never read. She said she didn't know Madden's adult son, Michael, would be living with them. Madden disputed both points. Protosawitz asked for a total of $115,000 in maintenance and divided assets uh, if the judge threw out the prenuptial agreement, but the judge found it valid and granted a divorce. In the end, she received $12,000 for furniture she disposed of uh, to move in with Madden, $485 for a burial plot, and shares of the wedding gifts. There was no mention of abuse or racial slurs in the hefty divorce file, now, man died in 2018 at the age of 91. So I guess we can't go back and ask the 
former. Other siblings did not confirm the allegations, but said the candidate took advantage of their father. In recent weeks, Michael Madden has accused Protosiewicz of physically and mentally abusing his father during their brief marriage more than 25 years ago. Michael Madden, now 61, told the Journal Sentinel that she, Protosiewicz, slapped his father in the head when she was frustrated with him or pushed him around when the pair disagreed. Michael Madden said he never called the police or any other authority, but simply sent the two to bed after the incident. Well, that'll handle it. Go to bed. Michael Madden also accused Protosiewicz of using a racial slur when she referred to black individuals involved in cases in Milwaukee County's Children's Court when she was a prosecutor there in the 1990s. Some details of her stepson's story have changed. A evolving story, if you will. And his siblings did not confirm either allegation. Late last week, Jonathan Ear, a longtime Madden family friend, told the Journal Sentinel he witnessed Protosiewicz push Madden twice, neither time knocking him to the ground. Ear said he saw Protosiewicz push Madden when he wasn't moving fast enough, and another time when they were standing in the dining room. Ear's father was an attorney and friends with Patrick Madden for decades. Ear said, Ear was friendly with the Madden children growing up, but said he wasn't, uh, it wasn't until the 1990s that he and Michael Madden became friends. Not a love tap, nothing like that. It was a hard push, Ear told the Journal Sentinel. I haven't thought about that in a long, long time, but you know, it's something you don't really forget. Madden's two other children, Mark Madden and Sheila Casey, 59 and 66, Mark is 66, Sheila 59, said they didn't have firsthand knowledge of the abuse. Michael Madden initially told the Journal Sentinel he did not contact police, his siblings, or anyone else about his accusations. Well, why wouldn't you? They seem serious by your telling. That'd be a serious accusation if someone did that to my pappy. I, I would bring it to someone's attention. But anyways, I read on. <clears throat> on Monday, he changed his account to say that he did mention the alleged abuse to his brother around the time of the divorce. His brother declined to respond. So I guess that has not been verified pro or con. In interviews with the Journal Sentinel in recent weeks, all three adult children accused Protosiewicz of taking advantage of their father at a vulnerable time. The judge's wife had died just five months before he and Protosiewicz started dating. Protosiewicz's father was gravely ill at the time. The children said the pair lived a very active life while dating and during the marriage, traveling around the world, going whitewater rafting, riding roller coasters, and attending blues concerts. That seems like a nice marriage. They said their father told them that he didn't always enjoy this activity. Well, no one enjoys all of it. That's what you do when you're married. You know, you compromise. Anyways, Michael Mann said, uh, also said, Protosiewicz wasn't the progressive. She is now when she was married to his father, a staunch conservative. The other two children said they never heard Protosiewicz say she was opposed to abortion, but... They said they would find it hard to believe that their father would marry someone who supported abortion rights. Well, people are entitled to change. Um, all three children say they are anti-abortion. Earlier this month, Protosiewicz, so perhaps they're projecting, but who knows. Earlier this month, Protosiewicz, who has made abortion rights the cornerstone of her campaign, 
disputed even discussing the issue with the former stepchildren. I can't even imagine that I would have had any substantive conversations with them about anything involving deep personal thoughts. She added that this was a very strange time in her life. My dad had just died, and somehow I ended up getting married to Madden, Protestant would said, and it's a period of time in my life that was so uncomfortable, I don't even really talk about it. Well, we'll talk about it. We are the Devil's Advocates. We talk about stuff. Like the glorious trip to the Final Four. My Badgers are taken. It's the NIT, but it's in Vegas, baby. Badgers going to Vegas on Election Day. You know, that's a week. Next Tuesday, Election Day in the great state of Wisconsin, April 4th. Well, I guess the Badgers play on the 28th, don't they? I guess I got my date screwed up. Come back, more Devils. Pretty sure it's a Wednesday. Hope Dom's joining soon. You could as well. 844-96-PARTY. When they go low, we get high. The Devil's Advocates. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Join us on the phones at 844-967-2789. Hey, Crudy. Hey, fella. How you doing? You know, <laughs> one of those days, man. Whenever there are gremlins, you always get suggestions. Jeff put on Messenger. Did you try turning it off and turning it back yeah. on? <laughs> I did. I pulled the fonts and everything. Nothing was working. So hey. we're on. <laughs> hey, forget about it. So we're on, you know, Plan B. But we're working, man. We're making it. Wait, work. What do you? Thank what you, do you? What do you think about these accusations? Perhaps you heard or read the reporting. Daniel Bice at the Journal Sentinel. Janet Protasiewicz being accused by her former stepson of saying some racially charged things. None of the other kids heard that or can confirm that. He claims, I never told anyone, but then I did tell someone. Maybe I told someone. No one has confirmed or denied whether or not his accusation against the former stepmother, consider the, consider the <laughs> dynamic here on some right, level, right. and they all say, well, our old man was conservative, so she must have been anti-abortion. At least she didn't express her views on abortion, not clearly, not to them. And of course, she's, why would I share anything of substance with the stepchildren? Uh, a short-lived marriage, followed by a quickie divorce, apparently, Dom. And, uh, you know, I don't know if any of this stuff, 30 years ago, does any of this matter but here it is right there in the Daniel Bice column in the journal. Well, and, and let's let's also consider the source. Now, I did see. But Wisconsin quote, Right has been doing a lot of the heavy shoveling, let's just say. They, they certainly have. And I've seen it on Twitter. And, oh, if you don't respond, you know, respond to these allegations and being all uh, over themselves about it. Uh, again, consider the source. If she's considering suing them, then great. Knock yourself out. If you got a case, you're concerned about it. But really, 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 this, this election is, what, 13 days away? It just goes to show you the desperation of the megas. Well, she did respond. She denied the claims and said she's considerate of litigation against the news outlet or perhaps the former stepson or both. Uh, April 5th, that'll come right around the... The clock, that'll be a week from Tuesday. I'm confusing my Tuesdays, though. You know, we got a big announcement about next week, Tom. That's coming in the 5 o'clock hour. I also think we got a big guest. I think we do. Joe Zapecki. He didn't want to come on unless Trump had been indicted by today. 
<laughs> Tried backing out. I'm like, there's no backing out and super cool talk radio, man. You know, right. the show ain't getting better without you. So anyways, Joe Sapecki and anticipated guest in the happier happy hour and a big announcement coming as well, Dom. Um, regarding Proto Sawitz and this former stepson, according to the uh, article here, he said what? He invites her to sue him. And at the end of the day, won't this just be a, if there's no recording, if there's no other witnesses? He said, she said. It's just a he said, she said, and and what are we doing, right? Well, no underlying criminality. The question would be, you know, has she slandered him uh, as a public figure, even as the former stepson? You know, I think it'd be a tough case to prove. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Success I mean, before a jury? What, for, if, if he slandered her because she's not slandering him she's denying what he is saying right so if she sues him she's suing him for slander right he is being slanderous he's saying something completely false that's harmful to her but oh yeah she's running for the wisconsin supreme court in the now sense makes her something of a public figure public target if you know what i mean right right so i think the standard is so high of success in litigation of that sort, I think, you know, she'd be hard pressed to succeed. You can express a lot of opinions and perhaps even say some false, willing, lifeful things down. That was Rudy Giuliani's thing, right? <laughs> well, truth is a truth. That's kind of the playbook for the Republicans these days. So I- I'm not surprised. Um, interesting little piece. I saw the Washington Post. We'll never get to all of this, but... Ron DeSantis, he's he's the new, the better version of Donald Trump somehow, some way. Ah, he's not having a great. I mean, his poll numbers are terrible. Well, only compared to Trump's. In Florida, he's killing it, man. He's rocking and rolling down in Florida. They love him in Florida. He's down in Florida recently. Even the Cuban immigrants I spoke to, like Ron DeSantis, good for business. Opened it up. Didn't keep it locked down during a pandemic. But. You know, Ron DeSantis took a little a little dig at your buddy, Donald Trump. You guys share a birthday, you and Trump. A little truth dig, you know. <laughs> it's easy to do. Because Ron's a truthy guy. And Donald Trump apparently has got a reputation. He's not always telling the truth, Dom. <laughs> yes. So anyways, analysis by Aaron Blake over at the Washington Post. The former president's potential 2024 rival says we have to agree that there's a certain reality. A certain reality, Dom. Let me tell you about a philosophy class I took in college with Shurowitz. (laughs) Uh, Shurowitz was, you know, she was the typical philosophy teacher wearing a purple turtleneck and... uh, doesn't strike me she ever wore a bra to class. I wish she would have. But Shurowitz, she 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 assigned these these convoluted reading assignments. And I remember it was about Venetian lizards, some crazy crap. And I was having a hard time buying in, Don. And I had John Lauscher, you remember John Lauscher had a cup of yeah. coffee in the NFL, played for lacrosse and a few other football guys. They had all sit down there and I was sitting kind of behind them. I thought I was cool because you know, I was the manager of the football team. <laughs> yeah, Not good enough cool. to play, but, you know, if they needed their cleats changed, I was their dude. But I was in class one day with Sherwitz, and, you know, I had a, 
I had to make the stand for truth. In fact, I gave her the truth, this truth. If the sky is blue in my world, it's got to be blue in your world. If we can't agree what color the sky is, then we have no bound. We have no foundation for further conversation. And then she pointed out, if you didn't show up to her class for the pop quizzes, you would effectively flunk. So I'd have to sit there and read the newspaper just in case she dropped a pop quiz <laughs> about whether or not I was a purple Venetian lizard of some sort, which I didn't even understand the pretext. It was dumb. I'm not a philosophy major. <laughs> you don't even play one on the radio. Bro. Didn't stick. Didn't do so well in that class. Come back, Devil's Advocates. Hopefully we'll do okay by you and your phone calls. 844 Think you know politics? Think again. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates radio show. It's hump day, right, man? I don't hear Dom now again. Damn it. Uh, Janet Protosiewicz, the newest Janet Protosiewicz ad. Uh, I just heard it play. And it was the truth is truth sort of ad, Dom. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I did. I did. Truth is truth. And what a timely ad. I have not heard Janet Protosiewicz play any ads on this airwaves here in Madison, except during the Earl show. Apparently, we don't matter. Until today, Dom. <laughs> today we matter. Today we matter. Well, excellent timing campaign for Janet Protosiewicz. I think it's about time to hear that message all across the civic media airwaves, all across this great state of Wisconsin, and uh, that big debate yesterday, Dom. Now, if you didn't know any of the issues and you were just going on style points, Dan Kelly, that's about as good as the man was ever going to look. But if telling the truth is one of the criterion, <laughs> I'm going to have to give the nod to Janet Protosiewicz. Uh, truth. Let's talk about the truth, Dom, just for a minute. Ron DeSantis took the old truth dig at Donald Trump. And uh, let's talk about a couple of the uneasy questions he highlights. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis jabs at Donald Trump have been significantly milder than either Trump's allies or Pierce Morgan would lead us to believe. Morgan, writing in the New York Post, says that there's an interview airing Thursday on Foxy News. DeSantis, Good. according to Pierce Morgan, has finally taken the gloves off and has launched a blistering attack on his former mentor. Nothing in the article amounts to gloves off, but the interview does feature a rather notable potential opening salvo in the Trump v. DeSantis primary matchup. So what's he saying? Here it is, Don. And I read you this quote off air. And before I told you who actually said it, you liked the quote. Just I agree with the in quote. In a vacuum. In a, see if you agree with this quote. Truth is essential. We have to agree that there's certain reality to the world we live in. And if we can just create our own facts, then we're never going to be able to agree on anything or never really be able to do policy in a way that makes sense. And so, yes, it's not your truth or my truth. It's the truth. Like I told Sherowitz in class that day. And Tom. The, the truth? I mean, how very woke of Mr. DeSantis. 
Because let's think about some of the other Trump. Could uh, you call it our uh, truth, Mr. Hand? <laughs> our truth. You're here and I'm here. Is it our truth? Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, what? Rudy Giuliani. Truth isn't truth, right? Uh, who was it? Uh, one, uh, the the uh, his uh, campaign manager, Kellyanne Conway, right? Well, we all have alternative facts. Alternate facts. I mean, this is this is how they do it. But here's DeSantis out. Not right now. Of course, he's being beat by Trump in the polls, pushing back. And I agree with this. I mean, well done. If there's, if I can compliment DeSantis on anything, it is at least this statement, even if he doesn't live by it himself, it is the correct statement. So much like the debating skills of Dan Kelly have judged in a vacuum with no other context, you agree with the statement of Ron DeSantis, as do I. But let's give it a little context. Let's put some meat on the bone for you, Dom. DeSantis was responding directly to a question about the topic, but it would seem to suggest that Trump's unceasing barrage of 30,000 false and misleading claims would be on the table in a matchup with DeSantis that would apparently like to revolve around character issues. DeSantis on Monday seemed anxious to mention the sword particulars of Trump's current legal problems. A little bit more, Dom. At the same time, such attack would cast a spotlight on an exceedingly uncomfortable question for DeSantis. What about the 2020 election? <laughs> Great question. What about that big lie, right, Dom? When it comes to perhaps the most disputed truth of, of the... Is that a disputed truth anymore? Are we still in dispute? Many Republicans are. When it comes to perhaps the most disputed truth... Of the last two-plus years, DeSantis has been consistently and conspicuously MIA, Dom, over (laughs) and over. He has punted on whether President Biden was legitimately elected. Like Scott Walker talking about evolution. I'm going to have to punt on that one. Punt on that one. Uh, Here's some examples, Curdy. In mid-December of 2020, DeSantis was asked whether he accepted Biden's win. And he said, it's not for me to do. It's not for me to do. <clears throat> he added that the Electoral College voted and what's going to happen is going to happen. Oh, wait, I'll make a stand, DeSantis. That's leadership. Uh, the article goes on, but it wouldn't be the last time he would stop short on the question. In June of 2021, a reporter asked, I want to ask you again directly, do you believe the 2020 presidential election was rigged? DeSantis responded merely that Florida, which Trump won, did a good job with this election. You know, folks, you can ask all the questions you want, but they're only going to answer what they feel like answering. When the same question was asked in June of 2022, DeSantis responded, quote, I've been asked that a hundred different times, but he still wouldn't commit saying, let's focus on things that are concerning the American people today and helping us get through this period here today. Another bullet point here from the Post. I've been asked that a hundred different times. He said again in August while campaigning for Republican election deniers. Anyone have a question on the topic of the day? DeSantis didn't claim the election was stolen like those candidates did, and he hasn't put questions about the matter front and center, though he has occasionally derided practices like ballot harvesting. But he has also made moves that were clearly intended to cater to that crowd. What about his whole voting army, right, Dom? He's got, like, all these posse comitatus investigators. I'll let you read. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, 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 they addressed this year, Curdy, in 21. 
he signed a law, a, a law, new voting restriction, even after hailing 2020 election as a beacon. Last year, he signed a bill creating the election police unit. There you go, Crudy. And later played up 20 arrests made by the unit. Many of those arrested were convicted felons who appeared to think they were eligible to vote and were even given voter registration cards. DeSantis also appointed a secretary of state late uh, last year with ties to election denier movement, similar to his hiring of a coronavirus vaccine skeptic as a state surgeon general. The appointee, Cord Byrd, also declined to say whether Biden's victory was legitimate. The goal is evident. Avoid alienating the strong majority of Trump supporters and Republicans who believe the election was stolen and even appeal to them. But the cost is also evident. Not to deny the deniers is to avoid the kind of mutually recognized truth that DeSantis now says is so essential to moving the country forward. It's a topic DeSantis can probably punt on only for so long. Should he enter the 24 race, he'll most likely be on a debate stage with a former president who remains intent upon claiming that the 2020 election was stolen. The temptation for Trump to say that will likely be even stronger if he's standing next to a guy who is fresh off a 19-point re-election win in Florida and looking to make his superior electability a key issue. But for electability to truly be DeSantis's issue, it would seem helpful to establish that Trump did actually legitimately lose. We'll see if DeSantis is really interested in uniting Americans around a common set of facts. Aaron Blake writes at the Washington Post, and I'll answer it. He's not. He won't. He's like Walker. He's divide and conquer. He'll do whatever he can, say whatever he can to try uh, to win the presidency. 844-967-2222. Seven eight nine. The truth is, we love our callers, like Phil from Minneapolis. Welcome, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hi. You guys are really on a rip this afternoon. I got another little uh, donation or another contribution about uh, how wonderful a human being Ron DeSantis was. Oh, if it's a donation, I I was thinking cash, or maybe you could contribute (laughs) towards our bar tab. Well, I'll buy you, I'll buy around when you come to Minneapolis to visit. How's that? All right, we'll come deal. back. We'll, we'll this, get there. I'm, I'm, I want to bring up this article that was in the March of this year, 2023, Harper's. The, the, it's on page 15. The, it's under uh, the subheading of conversation and see no evil. It has quotes in here about... Uh, Ron DeSantis, when he was a naval JAG officer at Guantanamo in 2005, when he was a baby Navy guy. Uh, One of the detainees is quoted as saying, I saw this uh, bleeping handsome person come in and he said, quote, I'm here to ensure that you are treated humanely. And it was Ron DeSantis? Yes. And if, and quote again, if you have any problems, if you have any concerns, just talk to me. Well, they were they were uh, anticipating doing a hunger strike because they had been treated so absolutely abysmally. Well, and they discovered that he had lied to them totally. He cozied up to the prisoners and found out the things that they would consider beneficial, and they did the exact opposite. He said, "We're very religious." Muslims here, we do not eat meat. So what did the military do? Put meat in every kind of food that they offered them. Yeah, that sounds like... And the force feeding, you don't want me to read the description of the force feeding. It is so horrible. But he advocated for that, right? 
Jag officer Ron DeSantis, then with the Navy, was effectively a, a vessel of forcing prisoners of war. And some would even question whether or not they were well, valid prisoners of war, n- but forced them to eat. Ever, nobody there was ever charged with anything in, in front of even a military court. And almost everybody there uh, was probably turned in by people in their village who didn't like him for some reason or just figured, oh, I can get some money if I turn this guy in. There's like maybe two or three people who had ever been ending up there who ever ended up getting charged with anything of any kind. They claim they have the ringleader or the planner of 9-11 there or one of the components of the the 9-11 plan. I thought it was Khalid Sheikh Muhammad that was held at Guantanamo for so very long. Uh, Phil, as fate would have it, I'm going to be in Minneapolis partying a week from Saturday. I'm coming up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> so I'll see you up by the Bosch pit. You're buying, fella. 844-967-2789. Dom, you could have had a ticket. Maybe I'll give yeah, it to Phil. I know. Thanks for the offer, man. Not going to happen. Bill from Oconomowoc, you are next to welcome, Bill. What do you got for us today? Hey, Bill. Well, well. First of all, I'd like to give you guys a compliment that I've been holding back. I don't know why. I just don't hold back, Bill. Let us have it. All right, here it comes. Here it comes. You guys are establishing, whether you're doing it consciously or unconsciously, a high record of integrity, and you guys always choose integrity over the cheap shot. And I hope all the listeners understand your integrity, because you're taking talk radio to a different level. And one of your associates, I, I just couldn't believe she said this, and it was just wonderful. She said, you know, if Trump is convicted and he's cuffed and stuffed or whatever, let's move on. Let's just move on. And if anybody brings it up, say, well, yeah, he was a criminal. He was charged, you know, da 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 we're moving on. I just thought, you guys rise above it. You don't get in it. You really don't. That's intelligence on a level that is hard to find. But let's just circle back real quick with our buddy, Dan Kelly. You know, why don't we just unleash one more barrage across his bow and say there will be an investigation on the illegal electoral votes and how Dan Kelly was part of it. And if he denies it, then he didn't understand or has the ability to be a good judge because he doesn't even understand what criminality is. Well, so Bill, he thought, but hate to be called credible on this, but he did deny Dan Kelly did deny yesterday during the, uh, the Wisconsin Supreme court debate. Uh, he admitted he was in conversations for about 30 minutes with Andrew hit, but effectively called his opponent protese what's a liar because she said, well, you know, you're part of the scheme, the false elector scheme. And he said, I didn't know anything about it. Of course, he prior said he never worked for the Republican Party. You know, he just cashed the checks. And uh, he's got a strange sense of what credible means, Bill. But I'd like to think our mamas raised us right. At least mine. <laughs> TBD, baby. Thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Folks, we are the Devil's Advocates coming back with more of your phone calls. Line them up, 844-967-2789. Truth is truth. What had happened was... It isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening.
I don't know if you know the devil's advocates, but the show is kind of a big deal. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. You can join us on the lines at 844-967-2789. Joe Zapecki, our friend, a Dem strategist here in the state of Wisconsin, going to join us in the happy hour. Dom, truth, very important. Credibility, very important to this fine show. Hopefully for this network, you know, occasionally we get it wrong. More so you than I, but occasionally. Uh, if it ever happens, I'm happy to admit it. And it's all, listen, let's also, and I appreciate, I think it was Bill's call. I, I do. I, that means a lot. Uh, I, I think, although we certainly like to rip on people when it's deserved, um, I, I think credibility is extremely important. And I think part of that is consistency as well. Uh, and we don't see that from a lot of these politicians, certainly not from other radio show hosts that perhaps lean in different political directions. So thank you, Bill. We often tell inconvenient truths. I got a couple of thoughts. First and foremost, one of our fine hosts here in the Civic Media Network, very excited to tell me they think the Governor Evers will be on their show in the foreseeable future. I said, oh, that's a that's a good get. I said, don't tell them you know me. <laughs> and this particular person said, that's a precursor with every conversation. <laughs> And I'm thinking that's kind of funny. <laughs> that one got got one on Crudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little close to home, Crudy. It did hit a little close to home. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit it. Uh, also, the efficiency of the promotion team here at Civic Media, unbelievable, because they just scooped me, dude. I don't know if you heard, but some big news just dropped during the last commercial break. There is going to be next Monday night a big get out the vote effort. And it's presented by Civic Media. We are a big part. The most important part, though, is Charlie Barron's. And he is doing a live taping of the Cripes cast at the Comedy Club on State Street. Uh, Mike Wagner is going to be his fine guest. And the entirety of their talk will be about the fact that we've got a state Supreme Court race coming up on April 4th. Some of us think it's the most important Supreme Court race of your lifetime at least i do so charlie barons is is gonna do a special show and this one is kind of for the kids we're trying to fill up the room with a lot of college kids the kids are going to get first crack through the email oh nice but if you got a real job if you're not a broke-ass college kid the general admission ticket so 25 bucks and then the uh the vip tickets down and you got to know someone you got to be up you know you got to be up close and personal to get the VIP seats. That's the first three rows immediately adjacent to the stage. Those are the civic media seats. A, you could probably only buy them for a short period of time. There is a very limited number. It's only three rows of seats. And B, we've held most of them back for friends at the Devil's Advocates in civic oh, media. Nice. So starting tomorrow, we're going to give away pairs a free tickets to go see Charlie Barron, 7 o'clock Monday, March 27th. It's going to be at the Comedy Club on State Street. That's the 200 block right there on the corner of Dayton and State. And Charlie Barron's will be the, the guest of honor. And I'll be somewhere in the back. Find me in the bar. Especially that dude from Minneapolis. If you're in town, <laughs> you owe me one. 
Uh, but we are rolling out Civic Media Presenting, and that will be the podcast, that the, the Cripes cast, that then plays out the last Saturday before the election in the great state of Wisconsin. Right around April Fool's Day, if you know what I'm saying, Don. Perfect. Perfect. So the final Cripes cast before the election, Charlie Barron's doing it live at the Comedy Club on State. Uh, go to their website, unless you're a college kid, then go look in your email box because they want you to be there, especially you college kids. And if you're friends of the devils, if you really want to be a part, we will create totally random and arbitrary criterion to give away tickets in the next couple of days. Coming up later on this big show, Joseph Pecky joining us in the happier happy hour. Still time for your calls this hour, 844-96-PARTY. So, Dom, what do you think? Uh, I, I love the fact that Wisconsin continues to be at the forefront of the national political news. Uh, we, we talk about it every day. Uh, this, the center this, of the political fishbowl. Yeah, man. It seems like it's been that way we're in know, the ever since dish. we've been doing radio, Crudy. Ever since we've been involved, Wisconsin has been very, very important to the national political scene. Well, really since the Scott Walker re recall campaign, right? Scott Walker yeah. created this, this tumult, uh, the uprising in the state of Wisconsin. People reacted to him dropping the bomb that was Act 10. And, of course, that turned into a recall election. Scott Walker survived. Not because I didn't vote against him, but somebody voted for him. Who who did that? Which one of them? I don't know. Panelists? Who would have done something like that? How could you, you know, possibly that, vote for a guy like that? Question that. Bitch that voted for Scott Walker. But anyways, here we are today, and you can be a part before Joseph Pecky at 5 844 967 2789. Jerry from Madison, welcome back. What do you got? Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Uh, uh, how you doing? Um, so, yeah, yeah I'm sitting here and look at uh, how. Uh, um, uh, that's how much I pay attention to this guy. Um, how he goes about his campaigns and speaks to people and, and just. Just um, he just he seems like a mean guy. He doesn't seem like he. he Are we talking uh, about DeSantis or Dominic? Much or something like that. Des <laughs> DeSantis, Jerry. DeSantis, yeah, yeah, DeSantis, yeah. Uh, he just seems like he just, he just he just never seems to have any fun or something. You know, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, I don't know what he thinks that you know, like these overreaching policies and, and these policies that are clearly meant to hurt people. I don't know what he thinks he gets out of that. I don't know what, what, he, what does he get out of that? You know, what does he, what does, what does he do with that? Does he, does he like, you know, he enables the policy and then when they pass, when he sits there and hugs himself at night, you know, for about five minutes and, and, and then goes to bed? What? I don't know. But um, just, just, I, I just uh, do not understand that guy. Jerry, appreciate you listening, man, but get out of the way. That train's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's close, Jerry. He's, Jerry. Playing, he's trying to get the Trump base, man. That, that's that's exactly what he's doing. That's all he is doing. Uh, and now I did see some headlines, this whole, you know, don't say gay, you know, up to the third grade. Well, now they want to expand that to what? High school. Can't say gay. Never, ever say gay. Of course, this whole thing was a ruse. They just don't like gay people because their God says so, but they're fine with the shrimp and the... Linens and wools being together. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Never been a gay guy in the Navy, that's for sure. I'm not saying, but I was in the Army. <laughs>
844-967-2789. Phone lines always open for your calls toll-free. Joe Zepecki's next. See, I'm more important than you. I have got some big stuff going on. Big stuff. Peach tree dish. 